Did you see this, this thing? Uh, this 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 article that I uh, I saw today was that there's some famous Instagram person, TikTok person. I don't know, some woman named Lele Pons. I never heard of her. And she's saying that WWE offered her twenty million dollars to do a collaboration, and she turned it down because she doesn't do it for the money. And then WWE's like, no, we don't even know who she is. Sorry. <laughs> who? Who? They just post a <laughs> big if. Yeah. Who? Sounds great. Love it. I guess she's Ooh. not the she's not the, the this Instagrammer is not then now forever together. She's not together. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? Like somebody said in one of the comments, well, she got what she wanted. There's a bunch of people talking about her now. Nah. Ooh, smart. Smart Mark. He said it on Logan Paul's podcast too. Oh, so she might be of somewhat of a degree of importance. Yeah, if she made it on the impulsive. Stupid name. Bummer. Yeah, he's the worst. I feel like he shouldn't call it that because he probably books his guests ahead of time. And it's not very <laughs> impulsive. It's not very impulsive of him. You know? <laughs> I'm too ripped. I'm like, oh. I get the, I get the punchline. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm alongside comedian Pratik Srivastava. Uh, Logan Paul's un- impulsive. I am impratiksive. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say that ten times real fast. Yeah. <laughs> say that. See if you can do that high. That's the real question. <laughs> and we also have Xavier Vacuna uh, from the band Leveled. What's up, Xavier? Yeah. John, John, John. Hello. Cue the pyro. Oh, yeah. Cue the pyro. <laughs> Old school pyro that causes accidents. Yeah. Like, what um, was that band? White Snake? Mm-hmm. Green White. Was that I was White thinking Snake? the one that, uh, didn't Jeff Hardy get all pyroed up one time? Probably. I feel like he got Take shot with the do. pyro at some point. Take like, actually, down. like, hurt from the pyro, you mean? Yeah, no, like, he got shot, like, it, like tipped over and, like, shot him. Oh, Jeez. shit. Yeah, I'll find it. There's a YouTube video or something. I'll find it and send it to uh, you. Jeff Hardy's life hasn't been hard enough. Like, right. <laughs> I wonder why he's always uh, yeah medicating, self medicating. I mean, the Undertaker thing with the not the pie, but the flaming. He literally got like burned a lot. Yeah, he got worked, man. For shoot, yeah, he got he got shoot. He got oh. burned. Not 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 a match like pre pre and and it was an elimination chamber match. So he's oh, got to sit in a pod for like forty minutes. Like, oh. bro. And a burn, uh, like when you get burned, it just gets progressively worse and worse. And it's like like a wound that you don't know that you have. And then when you have it, it's like, oh, it's excruciating. Yes, it's, it gets it, it gets like really bad on day three. <laughs> I don't know if uh, either of you guys are into motorcycles or not, uh, but SummerSlam 92, 91, no, 91, Wembley Stadium. Uh, it was LOD versus Money, Inc. And I guess Hawk was uh, supposedly like messed up on drugs, draw call or whatever it was. And when they the LOG drove motorcycles to the ring, and when they got off of them, Hawk rubbed his leg up against the hot muffler or something, oh, and, he, bur- and he, ah, like, he got stuck to it for a second. Apparently, he had to like rip his leg off. Ugh, yeah, that's and then he had to suck. Did they talk about that in the Dark Side episode? I don't know. I, I don't know if they so. did. I've heard Animal I talk about so. it though, because yeah. at one point, uh, Animal was on some podcast. This is like fifteen years ago. Animal yeah. was on some podcast I used to listen to when I first started listening to podcasts. Good old animal. I'm yeah. somewhere. Weird animal. The yeah, I, I do. I remember hearing that. Yeah, just Hawk was messed up for that. Like one of their biggest matches ever, and he's messed up for it. 
Yeah. 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 It happens, I guess. I heard it somewhere. Those demons. They'll get you. Hey, speaking of demons, you guys, WrestleMania is right around the corner. Happy Mania season. Happy Uh, Mania season. I'm super excited about it. You know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun two days. (laughs) And all the wrestling around it. One of the things that's kind of like, I guess not irritating, but kind of annoying is that uh, there's you know all these rumors that WWE is debating on what to put the, for the main event of night one. If oh, it's going to yeah. be Bianca versus, no, if it's going to be Charlotte and Rhea or if it's going to be the Usos against Kevin and Sammy. Kevin and Sammy, yeah. But I personally, like, my opinion on that is there's two Royal Rumble winners. There's two main events. Give each Royal Rumble winner a main event, you know? I hate when the um, winner doesn't get the main event. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Rhea and, and Charlotte could be a show stealer. Maybe it should go on last. I, I think it could work. But then part of me just, you know, I feel so good for Sami Zayn. I think he deserves, you know, he's not he's not obviously gonna be in the title picture, but to me this is the second best thing for him is let him be in the main event. Let the bloodline story it's been a main event story for so long now. That's I think true. It, That's very he deserves true. his flowers. You know, Sammy, Kevin main eventing night one for two years in a row. If that, if that happens by the way too, but if anyone deserves it, it's the Kevin and Sammy who've basically been taking this story by storm. So yeah, it would be nice for bloodline purposes. If it was a uh, night one main event, but man, like I think Rhea and Charlotte's going to steal the show. So, you know, Imagine that monopoly though, if the if bloodlines headlining both nights. Ooh. That's a monopoly they, right there. That is. They both Hell lose yeah. gold. But we're not here to talk about this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, we're here to talk about to WrestleMania curve. of yeah. yesteryear. Not yeah. yet. Not yet, oh, yeah. folks. Not yet. We will. Today is not the day though, fellas. Nope. Hell yeah. Hey, so uh we were talking, you know, before this episode. And there's a couple of different things that we wanted to kind of go over. And the first one is uh, uh, the worst was the best and the worst entrances. Yeah, the best and the worst entrances. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go first because I I feel like uh, the most, at least one of the most iconic entrances in WrestleMania history is WrestleMania 12. Shawn Michaels on the zip line coming to the ring. Yeah. They still show that in all the packages and everything. I feel like that was pretty amazing because, I mean, it was dangerous. You're right. He was above the fans in a zip line. But he pulled it off. Yeah, Shawn Michaels has done. Um, yeah, the the sort of like you know he was he's he's the good versus you. I think he did a zipline entrance also twenty five if I'm not mistaken, right? Where he's coming from heaven or whatever. Yeah, no, he he uh, he was on like a platform that lowered. I think platform that lowered. So so basically, he's coming from top to bottom. So it's an iconic thing for him. It's like you said, it's it's uh it's part of the packages or whatever. And also, let's be honest here. When when you think about Mania, you know the original Mister WrestleMania was Shawn Michaels. So I think this is a good way to kick off this uh good list. And again, Shawn Michaels, like he made he was kind of like you know. Like there was obviously spectacle before him, but like especially with DX and the DX band at fourteen, like he's been involved in a lot of like sort of big like, hey, this is a show. This is not just hey, a uh, wrestling show or whatever. No, no, no. This is an entertainment show, and I think he deserves uh, uh, some credit and some flowers for how much he brought wrestling and entertainment together. If you think about it, yeah. And then uh, we can't forget about. It was. It wasn't WrestleMania. It was like in your house where he came out and he was on top of the house. That was fun. <laughs> I just uh, mentioned that just because the you know Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that whole setup was cool too. The in your house, you know, entrance. 
just a, a staple with an actual house, a suburban <laughs> house. Right. It was just a staple of like that time for wrestling. Like it just brings back the memories of the blue ring and you know what I mean? Like just yeah, that. It does. It was a good, it was a good time in wrestling. I remember the in your house video game. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't like it because it was, it was less wrestling and more mortal Kombat to me. <laughs> Not that I don't like mortal Kombat, but you know, I wanted wrestling. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, I like I was just like, oh, like are they gonna fight the neighborhood or whatever? <laughs> like does it look like like that was the, the artwork for it? Oh like, yeah, there goes the neighborhood. Like there goes the neighborhood or like suburban commander. Like maybe like that would be a cool idea for a video game. Like a like this guy's playing video game like a kid's playing video games in the neighborhood and the wrestlers come to life and they fight throughout the neighborhood. You know, that might be kinda cool. Yeah, that would actually be really neat. Um, let let's let's somebody call a claim or Capcom or whatever. Oh, hey. Copyright <laughs> is, something real is, quick. We just gotta call Aubrey uh, Aubrey Edwards from AEW. She'll do it. <laughs> like Aubrey, make this game happen and don't name it something that's copyrighted. Bam. <laughs> she calls it in your house. <laughs> in your in your house forever. In your house, you but go. like H A U S. Ah, oh, there you house. go. In your house. house. In your house, they could, they could put an E N, make it in your house, and like that house. <laughs> he would, he would do it. He's on the cover. It would sell finally. <laughs> Top merch seller in AEW. <laughs> yeah, Pratik, what's an entrance you like or hated? Just, I'm gonna go with. Um, we're we're gonna, we're gonna go a little bit more further back in time. Uh, we're gonna go to WrestleMania three, Andre the Giant's uh, entrance uh, to the stadium. You know, on that on that conveyor belt like ring. Oh my gosh. Floating ring. <laughs> yeah. Like talk about spectacle, pandemonium, you know, it's to me that's what like that early era wrestling to me it's defined by that. Him just coming to the ring. And by the way, he's the heel. He's the heel in this match and people are throwing flowers at him. Like that just shows how no. great Andre was. He had that much uh, captive. He could capture the audience's attention, whether he was a bad guy or a good guy, and they loved him regardless. You know, and very few wrestlers can do that in this world. You know, so you know when you think of classic mania, you know, you think of like the classes like a Hulk Hogan or Andre Giant. He's up there. That you have to include that on the list for sure. Did, for did everyone use that that night? I think a lot of people did. Right, quite or a few people did. No, not just Andre. Not just Andre. But, but it was the, it was for Andre specifically because he couldn't make it to the ring. Yeah, he literally couldn't walk to the ring. And so, right. And so if other wrestlers use it too, then that kind of takes the spotlight off of Andre being different. I do think a few people, if I'm not mistaken, Jake the Snake and Alice Cooper, maybe they used it, if I'm not mistaken, if someone wants to check on that or i can I see warrior just running oh i don't think warrior was oh, around. warrior just ran <laughs> yeah yeah warrior's still running <laughs> he's still running to the ring he's shaking the rope somewhere <laughs> and yelling <laughs> and yelling at conservatives or no yelling yelling at democrats excuse me <laughs> was didn't wasn't there a planet like did he you know correct me if i'm wrong but like the warrior nation like wasn't it like a different Thing, right like i feel like he would say like i don't know some shit about like a different universe or something oh like, uh, yeah he's in a lot of different like warrior universe like i think it's a totally different world you know oh he also said warrior university uh, <laughs> that was in 96 oh uh, he was the worst all right i'm gonna take this one uh i'm gonna stick to the 90s i'm gonna go short and sweet simple Subtle, but uh, Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. 
the uh, glass shattered. Gla- yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Like on cue. Um, yeah. That was you know, really, that was incredible. Yeah, and you know, again, I'm very uh, of a uh, of a for you know this time guy. Like for this time, it's just coughing here. It's not like the pyro. It's not a bunch of spectacle. It's broken glass, timed out, and he's just so badass that it just makes it, you know? And I feel like in every Stone Cold highlight or even like WrestleMania highlights where you're kind of showcasing these moments, these WrestleMania moments, that is usually always one of the first, you know, that glass shatters and boom. Yeah. That one stuck out for me for sure. That that was an incredible one, and especially because like there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden there's this glass is raining down. Yeah, that's like I completely forgot about that one. That was iconic. No, it's it's a great one, and it's, first off, selfishly, it is it is from the Rosemont uh, Horizon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. There's a little bit of Chicago there, but also like that was if you remember that was 13. That was Bret Hart Austin. Like that was the double turn, the star, the star making performance. If you want to talk about matches that are you know important on a superstar's rise, that was the one. You know. Yeah. And, it all goes back to that, to that, and to me, the the entrance is the key for that, you know, for for that rise. So yeah, it all starts with the entrance, you know. And how many times, you know, especially from this last year when I went to Mania, and it doesn't matter, young, old, how old you were, you hear that glass breaks even today. Today, go off on it. So exactly like you said, like he doesn't need ten thousand pyros or whatever. He just needs one little, and just yeah, everybody's. It was it was really great last year seeing him live because you could see like the dads with their sons like. I, I used to like him in like bonding moments and all. And it yeah. it was, it was a good moment to kind of unify that past and present together. So again, it all goes back to the glass breaking. And yeah, like you said, Xavier, that's one of the, you know, pivotal gra- glass breaking moments in Austin's uh, career timeline for sure. Yeah. It's super, super iconic, super iconic. Fucking awesome. It was also a career making night for uh, Ken Shamrock. I never yes. heard of him before that. He was uh he had not been that he was just like kind of like this like a, an outside he was like the celebrity involvement yeah. kind of he wasn't that. he wasn't on the roster yet. No, no. He was just there because he had done like some UFC stuff or something, right? He was Yeah, no, he was a big time UFC guy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the timeline of when UFC started, but like he was well known outside wrestling before he I feel started. like I feel like Shamrock was in um like the launch of it. Like Shamrock was part of like the beginning days of UFC. Yeah. Yeah. When it was like no rules and shit. Him and Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Kimbo Slice. Slice (laughs) Just in peace. Pour one up. R.I.P. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good old Kimbo. Oh man. Great dude. I'm going to go a little little more modern. That's his birth name, right? (laughs) It has to be. Yeah. Kimbo Slice. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Slice. Congratulations. (laughs) It's a sweet fight. Excuse me, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Slice. We have a baby Kimbo (laughs) for you here. (laughs) Oh man. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? No, it's a street fighter. It's a Kimbo. We don't know what it is. It's a Kimbo. I'm going to go a little more modern, though, you guys. Because yeah. uh, one of my favorite favorite entrances, uh, when Snoop Doggy Dog uh, wrapped his cousin Sasha Banks to the ring. That's I a good that one. That was amazing. Money. Money. Not that. <laughs> Not that. <Money. laughs> no, that so was ridiculous. a great entrance. I hate her new music. Money. 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 That was a killer entrance. You gotta do a little head wet, money. <laughs> I was uh, uh, I was very surprised that Snoop Dogg did. I mean, you know, you're not super surprised because 
obviously they're cousins, but like, you know, it definitely caught me off guard and it was like a really cool moment. I think that was like probably my favorite Sasha Banks moment of all time. It's, yeah, it was- uh, it's a star making performance uh, for her at the time. Cause I, I'd kind of gotten back into wrestling and I knew her a little bit. I'm like, Oh, Snoop Dogg cousin, Sasha Banks. She looked, she had a great look for wrestling, yeah. you know, just, you know, and then of course, if you think about that entrance, that was the beginning of the sort of the, the new era of the women's revolution. You had that triple threat going with Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, where they're all like the top stars. Now, if you think like, if you, if you could do yeah. a female shield, that kind of became a thing. Like that's them, the them three. Like they really, they really tore the house down. One of the better matches of the night on that Mania Thirty Two. It's a lot of, lot of, lot of long duds on that one. Uh, but you know, in sixteen minutes, and at the time, I looked, I looked this up actually for something. At the time, that is one of the longer for for that year. That was one of the longest women's matches ever in history. Like that, that shattered. The last previous record, which I think was Mickey James and Trish Stratus at 22. So literally 10 wow. years ago was 12 minutes and they got wow. 16 minutes. And they That's crazy. I, I feel like a lot of people haven't watched that match, maybe because maybe they kind of joined afterwards or they got back into it. So I really encourage everybody go back and watch that a 16 minute triple threat classic. Like really I feel like I should go back and watch it again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna go back and watch it tonight. How about I, that? I really want to watch it too. And you have all these weird like you know, costume moments in that match because you have you have uh, Char- uh, Charlotte who's wearing elements of a robe that's inspired by Ric Flair's Orlando la- Orlando last match. We have to say Orlando last match now, but <laughs> she's wearing elements of his robe. He's he's there. You have Snoop Dogg who also got inducted into the Celebrity Wing of the Hall of Fame the night before that that Mania, so he's already there for that. Oh, so it's convenient for him. That's right. Yeah, and you have Sasha Banks wearing Eddie Guerrero inspired gear because he was a big hero. Wow, you're right. I forgot about that. That was really and they're in Texas too. That's another huge. So Eddie Guerrero gear in Texas. Uh, they also changed the other big thing about this match. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent about this match, but they changed the Divas title to the Women's Championship uh, that night as well. They were using the Butterfly Championship yeah. and they switched the title that Oh, they, didn't they announce it like on the pre-show? They announced it on the pre-show, yeah. So wow. that was a big match going in for That's forever. crazy. That was 32? That was 32. And what are we going into now, 39? They were uh, seven years later, 39. Seven years ago, wow. Mm-hmm. Iconic. At AT&T. Crazy. Um... All right, I think it's my turn, right? Yeah, go for it. Basically, I'm just keeping talking. <laughs> Jesus. That's what we're uh, here to do, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about Texas. We've been talking about Texas legends. We've been talking about Mania. You can't have Mania without The Undertaker. So I'm going to go with WrestleMania 20 yeah. in Madison Square Garden, the return of the dead man uh, entrance. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, you know, we had been teasing it for a couple months. There, Kane played his part in the story. Excuse me, Mayor Glenn Jacobs, conservative neocon, played his part well uh, in in the story building up to this. Because basically, it was that oh, I killed the Undertaker. He's never ever coming back. And of course, he comes back in the original Dead Man gimmick with the with the long hat, with the a little bit on the modern, a little bit of an update on the twist, yeah. but. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. And also during the entrance, the best part is Kane is not like quiet during the entrance. You can hear him the whole time going, no, it's not happening. Ah, he's got like, yes. and really? I think he's I, don't remember, oh, I remember specifically funny. that. Wow. Yeah. 
he had the weird contacts going, no mask, that the slow chemical theme, if I'm not mistaken. He was in slow chemical mode where he would wear like a towel. He also did the Goldberg thing for a while. We had guys bring him down to the ring because you don't know what's going to happen with unmasked Kane. But yeah, a very, very, I remember, I I, I definitely watched that. I, I don't think I had the pay-per-view, but I remember watching that either at a friend's house or like the next day or something. And it gave me chills watching that, you know, from, from the garden, you know, the original House of Mania, Return of Dead Man, Paul Bear, RIP, but Paul Bear coming back too. That was big because Bear hadn't been with WWE in at least eight years. I think he even got, had to get gastro bypass surgery. Uh, to oh, be. you know what? Actually, I re- I uh, yeah. was listening recently to Jim Ross talk about that. Uh, yeah, maybe it was Bruce Pritchard, one of the two over the one of the two, one of the two, and yeah. they were saying that they 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 could not. They did not want to bring him back without Paul, but Paul was so overweight that the WWE was like, Hey, if you get the surgery, we'll pay for it. We just want you to be healthy and come back, you know, and he did it. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool of them for, you know, helping out for all like, you know, medical stuff like that, like in this situation, covering uh, such a big task. Yeah. Pretty expensive. Yeah. Take it off of his belly and put it in their boobs. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, cool, I mean, they so many breast implants. They should cover uh, one gastro bypass. <laughs> we need all our uh, female superstars to have like big double D's. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, speaking hey, of Mayor Kane, this is completely off topic. Yes, but I please. saw a tweet recently that said something. You know how Kane's like against uh, against uh, drag shows and stuff, right? So yeah. it's like you made a career off of wearing a wig. Wearing a mask, yeah. dressed up in a costume, practicing choreographed moves with other guys on TV for entertainment, and you're against drag, right? You know, drag, whatever. It's funny. It's so just, he's a fucking puppet now for them. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's such a shame because I loved the, especially like Big Rig Machine, like 97, 98 Kane. Holy fuck. He was amazing. He so was, smooth in the ring. He, he's what Luch, if Luchasaurus didn't get injured, he could have been the new Kane. Yeah. Took him back though, right? Is he injured forever? <laughs> I think he came back, but okay, like, he's around yeah. forever because he's you know he's a dinosaur. He's almost he's extinct. <laughs> Did you guys hear the story about Luchasaurus? What's about his mask and he got about... sued hard as fuck. No. Oh, okay. Is there a difference? How many? He's got a lot of stories. <laughs> he's got a lot of. Lot no, of he was uh, basically he was he dressed up as a snake and he went out to the ring and he fucking did his match. And the whole fans are chanting Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus. And then he came back to the back. He's like, what are they saying? And then some guys all, they're saying Luchasaurus. And he goes, but I'm a snake. He <laughs> goes, no, you're not. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how he became Luchasaurus. <laughs> that's that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I remember seeing him on, on Lucha Underground. Oh, right. Really? What was and he? I, I think he was a snake, wasn't he? I don't know. That's crazy. I gotta look it up now. But it was I, it looked like the Lucha Saurus mask, right? It just was more snake like yeah, yeah, probably. They probably dinosaured it up a little bit more after he changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I kinda got out of uh Lucha Underground at some point, like you know, after a couple of seasons I stopped watching it. Yeah, I fell off too, honestly. I thought about going back though, because apparently I missed some cool stuff too, you know. Johnny Mundo came I wonder in. if it's still on Netflix. I don't Is know. It? His That's, name was. I wonder. I wonder. His name was Vibora. Yeah. yeah. Vibora. Yeah, I think. I think 
I think it like means viper. <laughs> maybe I think it means snake Ibora. in Spanish. Uh, or it, it reminds me of reptile. I don't know if you guys fuck with uh, like the Good Brothers, but they have that joke. I don't know. I'm not gonna go into it because I've listened to a little bit of talking. I'm gonna butcher it. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's in talking shop somewhere, but they uh they had one of the Cologne brothers like prank call his like their dad. And oh, I think get... I, I think I heard that one. Actually. Have you heard of that? You have to listen. I think I listened to that. Well, oh, they call the Cologne familiar. brothers call uh, Carlos Cologne. Carlos Cologne, yeah, no, yeah, but have familiar. have Gallows doing like the reptile, like like the just re- super, oh yeah, like, <laughs> super feminine, like you know, like just totally just like oh, he's ribbing guy. him, yeah. Ribbing him into oblivion, you know, and he's like on the phone, like trying to get like reptile booked, and you know, Cologne's just like, "What the fuck?" Like, okay, fine, I'll book him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, that was hella funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. So I don't know how to segue <laughs> this. Shit. It's good shit. Oh, okay. One more tangent. We're just tangent people tonight, but That's I love. Fine. I love it too. Um, Luchasaurus got sued by the people who made his mask. Yeah, something was going on, right? Some lawsuit or trademark. Because I really don't know. I I don't know if they didn't own the trademark to the mask. I mean, that's kind of dumb, Tony. Like you're putting a mask on TV, and you don't think there's going to be some compensation needed for the, you know? Yeah. Get off the get off the coke, Tony. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) No, no, no. He's probably listening. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's probably looking for ideas. No. He watches GCW for that, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> they even have they GCW a pre AEW. They had this ladder match with six dudes trying to get the big giant Sonic ring. Oh my god! Are you yeah. kidding? And that's not even the original ring match. Oh my god! And that was pre AEW. And it's it's funny because like their roster is like Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, Ethan Page. You know, uh, Joey Janela, and I'm like, I know all these guys from AEW, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, Hell yeah. it's the shooting brass ring star. The more you know, <laughs> good old Tony, good old, good old, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, where were we? Icon Jr., Xavier, uh, pick an entrance, wow. good or bad, okay. Man, Tony Khan's never gonna use my music ever now. Oh, no, <laughs> great. <laughs> Um, well, he still will. He just won't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> then you can take him. Hey, you can you can take him to court. <laughs> Get your name out that way. Yeah, why not? One of I've, his many one of his many lawsuits. That's how CFO Dollar Sign got hired. Somebody used their move music. <laughs> really? What? For no, really? there was. There was something where they did like a one-off and they didn't get paid. This is again all hearsay, dirt sheets hearsay. Don't yeah, come after me, Wrestling Universe. Uh, you'll see me next week at SoFi Stadium. Don't be, don't beat up on me. Uh, Good for critique. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, I think they they were hired for a one-off music thing and they didn't get paid as much as they thought they were going to get paid. So they reached out again, like. Come on, can we get what we were told? And they were like, "Oh, do you just want a regular job?" So, like, that's that was how that kind of worked. Wow. <laughs> Which I mean, Xavier, you know this, and being in the music biz, like, yeah, you'll take it. Like, you know, you'll yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say on record, we signed a licensing deal with Ring of Honor, and um, wow, it was very, yeah, and it, but it was very explicitly clear that we would not be making any money, and we were like, dotted line, let's sign it, fuck it, use it. You know, at that point, oh, in our career, yeah. We didn't give a what? fuck. Like we're like, use it. 
DIY. You can still play the song. It's not like they take the song away from you or anything, right? No, they they just make it super abundantly clear that like they will potentially not that like they're gonna make money off it, but it's like if it's on a pay per view, we're gonna reproduce it, we're gonna sell DVDs, and you're entitled to like none of it. You know what I mean? None of it, pal. None of it, pal. But we were like, (laughs) fuck it. You know, any shitty contract has pal on the end of it. It's not Vince. Pal. What was the music used for? Um, it was used for, um, what was their names? So it was, uh, Ohio is for killers, but they were called the Irish airborne back then. It was oh, Dave so Chris. like back in the day. Yeah. This was, or this was like 2012. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, and then they, yeah, they used it for like their music entrance for that pay-per-view. I don't know why or how it like worked out, but ROH like reached out to me after like we had, you know, bothered them. We were like, Hey, like, you know, listen to our music. Like, yeah, sign this contract. A few months later, they're like, "Can we use it on this pay per view?" It was like Rhino and Steen. I think was like the. It was might have been in Chicago. Ooh, actually, now that I think also Rhino Steen. That's pretty big too. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, a great. Was a, I, gotta, I gotta find that match somewhere because that's yeah. It's cool. it's really good. I have it on DVD somewhere. But yeah, they were like, "Could we use it?" You know, this night, whatever. And we're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" So it was cool. And then I got in touch with Dave Christ, and you know, we're still homies. So it's pretty weird how life works out. Oh wow, that is really cool. Yeah. So that was a cool time. So yeah, fuck it. You know, it's not about the money. Take take what you can get. Especially it's like uh, that YouTube star said or whatever she is, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, something. Yeah, that lady. You know, yeah. they offered me Le- a bunch of money. Lee Pons. I don't know. Le- Layla Pons. Yeah, it's her name is L E L E. I don't know how to pronounce that. Lily Lele. Lily Ponzi scheme. Yeah, getting Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. Oh. That's awesome, though, man. That's hella awesome. Yeah, I love hearing stories like BTS stories, like about stuff like that. You know, me yeah. too. That's why I'm so addicted to wrestling podcasts. <laughs> yes, the inner workings. All right, I'm gonna give it to you guys. Uh, kind of modern, semi-modern. Um, we got to talk about Rusev rolling in tanks, man. Oh, I was yeah. there. <laughs> I was hoping oh, someone was. Can we? I was there. Well, you were there. That wasn't. That was the Bay Area, right? WrestleMania. That was 31. Yes, 31. Yeah. Yeah, holy yeah, shit! You were there. Was, wow. Yeah. Okay, so all right, Sam, take the uh, take the floor. How was it? Yeah, uh, like from your vantage. Exciting. It's pretty exciting, you know. He came out on these tanks. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm saying like just the the uh, assembly. Electric. Yeah, no, people. he because yeah, I think if I remember right, there was like a bunch of like vehicles. Yeah, right. And yeah, then he was in like the biggest one, and right. it was hard to see from where I was. I remember I went back and watched it on the actual TV. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool to be there. Nothing too like scary. <laughs> no, no tanks going off. <laughs> no, it was definitely better than seeing Undertaker's entrance during the day. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Entrance, oh, the sun day. hadn't set yet for that. No, night. him and Bray Wyatt both uh, came out in the daylight. Yeah. Oh. I was like, are you even around in the daylight? I thought you were like, <laughs> you're not so. supposed to exist. In the <laughs> yeah, you're dead. <laughs> They opened the casket too early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love and hate. Also, the, the, are witness the, to the sting with the Chinese drummer. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That, <laughs> that entrance fell through the wayside for sure. That whole match, that whole thing, such a bummer. It was, yeah, it was definitely, there were parts of it that were like, yeah, but then your other things like, what? You know, like it was. Wait, are we talking about sting now? Because DX and NWO was crazy. That was that. That was, was a moment. Um, was, yeah, it was a moment. Did, but they did the best they could do. I think. There you go. Point. There you go. 
they they did the best they could, but Sting should have yeah. gone over. Fucking come Sting on, should have gone over. Give him something. Gone over. Yeah. He should have gotten water yeah. resistant makeup. <laughs> I mean, I was I was screaming at my TV though because you know Sting doesn't like the NWO. The NWO didn't like Sting. They yeah. weren't, they weren't together. I, I'm with Sam. I guess you have to take. But know. they did the best they could do. They did the best they 2015, could. Yeah, and they it's did, better they did it never. 15 years, Fifteen years too late. It's almost oh, like yeah. how they say. It's it's almost better to love and lose than never love like before or whatever. But it's almost like sometimes like if the match just like doesn't live up to the hype or you know just doesn't like do it for you, it's like I would have rather just not seen the match. Like Undertaker Sting, right? That never happened. Maybe it's better off that we didn't see it. But yeah. it would have been fucking cool ten years ago. Imagine the idea of Undertaker versus Goldberg in our heads. Oh my god! Versus what actually happened? Versus what happened? Yeah, no, but yeah. Uh, the NWO thing though, like, so Sting and Triple H are fighting, right? And you know, it's a pretty okay match. And the NWO music hits, and they come out, and it's like, what the fuck, you know? And the DX music hits. Yeah. It could have been in the other order, whatever. But it's like, oh shit, like it's about to go down because I, yeah, I remember being there. There was a lot of good I, moments that night, like so, the Ronda Rousey moment was really oof. cool, and like was- we knew she was there. Um, in, in the building, in person, the rock. We knew the rock was standing next to her when he was talking, but they didn't reveal on TV until like a few minutes into what he was saying. But we knew she was there, and because there was a, a big deal was made about it off TV, and then the rock went out of the ring and he stood right next to where she was. But again, on TV, she wasn't in the picture until he said, "She can." Yeah, but she yeah. can. <laughs> was that the night? The night Rollins went over too. Yeah, yeah, cast in. Rollins cast in, which is still uh, a highlight moment for me. Oh, one of the best. Yeah, which is funny uh, because going into WrestleMania, they were trying to like build Roman up as like a 49er fan because, you know, his family's from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of So I can see him being, you know, potentially being a 49er fan. Um, He was like working out a lot of 49er gear and stuff to try to like. please the fans, I guess, in the the stadium. Anyway, uh, at the time, the stadium had just opened and the 49ers were just doing really, really poorly. And there was a meme that showed Roman and it said, even 49er fans can't win in the 49er stadium. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That's fun. I love that. That's great. <laughs> but again, the, uh, the entrance, let's get back to the entrance real quick. <laughs> Uh, Let's just I'll just review WrestleMania 31. That's fine. The tangent episode. <laughs> I want to tell you this though. The Seth, like, it was a pretty. Oh, it wasn't a great night, but I felt like the Seth Rollins thing made it over the top because we just left. Like everybody, everybody that was there just left, like just like chest puffed up, just excited, just like, walking on clouds. You know. Yeah. Everybody was so moment. happy about that moment. It's a moment, and it also started a good. It was a good card. It started with the ladder match, the the icy ladder match with. Yeah. 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 That was the one where uh, Luke Harper power bombed Dean Ambrose out of the ring onto a ladder onto the floor. Such a great spot, yeah. yeah busted open hard way, yeah. Mm-hmm. For once, for once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at AEW recently, I don't remember what match it was, but the camera zoomed right in to Moxie cutting his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that was good. Time. Seeing it like da 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 da. Smoke and mirrors, man. Smoke and mirrors. Um, but yeah, no, Rusev, Rusev and Cena facing each other, you know, it was kind of like I remember like a lot of people like, oh, we know John Cena. Who's this other guy? So I do think it was a 
you know, kind of a star making turn for uh, Rusev to kind of get this sort of like big rub of, oh, who's the guy that we know facing? So a lot of people didn't know who he was, you know, knew who he was. I just remember the shot of him because I, I kind of, I had jumped in out of wrestling at that point. I heard about Sting coming back, so I was excited about that. And I'm like, oh, this this big guy, wait, like just like swinging this big old flag. And I just remember, like, that's my first big memory of Rusev is who's this animal who looks like he's going to eat me, like just pulling this fucking flag. So it's to, to go back to your point, Xavier, about the entrance. Like entrances make stars, especially on an event like Mania where you have casual fans tuning in, people who you know maybe they might know, oh, Cena's wrestling, but who's he wrestling? Oh, who's that guy? Yeah, you know, yeah. So for and that, that was the first cool. media on the network too. So a lot of people probably got it for mm-hmm. you know trial and stuff. Yeah, a lot of trials around around Mania time. I, probably yeah. So yeah, you had a lot of people. Like, Who's this big guy? Who's this guy? Why is he? Yeah, scary. So it's it goes back to this thing of you need to give new guys a big moment, a big entrance, and that's why I think it's great that you brought that up with the tank. It's a, I still remember that moment. It's great. See? Yeah, good times. Yeah. It was really well, it was said, really fun. Indeed. Yeah. Should we? Uh, do you guys want to do one more round of that, or should we move on to celebrities? I have one more that I really want to do. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I uh, hope it go goes. ahead because I don't know. I don't know if I have one. So go ahead. Uh, I really want to talk about uh, at, at a little mania known as Mania Twenty Two in in in, in Chicago, uh, Illinois. It's uh, you had two big entrances that night. First one Wait, was is that the one where there was like a hundred John Cena's. Uh, there, they, there was a bunch of gangsters uh, oh, okay. with Tommy guns. Okay, okay, that uh, one. Yeah, was this twenty two? This is twenty two. There's two big entrances on twenty two that I want to talk about. One is uh, John Cena's uh, big entrance, but there's also Rey Mysterio with POD live bringing him. Oh, that's the arena. So sick! Like they're playing his music, and and he still uses that theme. By the way, they and and apparently Triple H said in some interview he wanted to do an updated version of the theme song. Ray's like, no, I want to keep using the POD version. So yeah, keep that going. So they bring him up. He's on the riser, just boom, being brought up. He's in like this giant like bird like. Because, uh, again, he had these huge mania costumes. Remember, there was a period where, you know, Rey Mysterio would churn out, like, movie-related costumes. He had an Avatar costume one year. He had a yeah. Joker costume one year. The like, Flash yeah. one year. The so Flash. You have that. Yeah, that you was have that coming out. It's the triple threat with Orton and Angle, the one where he wins in honor of Eddie. Eddie was getting inducted that year, too. So a very emotional moment. Starts with that entrance. So I love that one. But then the other big entrance that night is, is yes, one man named John Cena coming to the ring in Chicago, getting getting booed out of his shorts, and he's doing a Chicago gangster tribute with a bunch of cars and a bunch of old school like gangsters with Tommy guns, and there's like a hundred thousand extras, and one of the extras for the John Cena entrance is a little man, uh, a little young man uh, named Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk. CM Punk is an extra in that entrance. Hell yeah. So for for all those who say CM Punk never got his WrestleMania moment in the main event, he was in a <laughs> WrestleMania main event. He it, still says he never got a main, a main event. He was hey, in the main he event. He was against Darren Taker in the third main event of three main events. <laughs> great match. But uh, but yeah, great match, Undertaker, CM Punk. Uh, great entrance, CM Punk, Tommy Guns. Uh, Cena comes out with it. The way they do it, too, is they use, like, gangster music, like, doo-doo, like, old 20s, like, doo-doo, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to the time is now. So good, good fade out of other entrance music into 
actual entrance music. So yeah, again, spectacle. It's what Mania is. It's not just about wrestling when you're watching WrestleMania. It's about spectacle too. So perfect example of that. And that's a a good blending of everything. Hometown, match, main event. I'm glad that you weren't going to say the one where there was a bunch of John Cena's lined up and they all went like this at the same time. Yeah. No, not that one. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. I don't know what year that one was. I mean, a lot can be said, though, for the live entrances. I mean, like, uh, you know, I was talking talking on the podcast a few weeks ago how, uh, uh, what group was it? It was Salt and Pepper. It wasn't TLC. It was Salt and Pepper that, that, you know, wrapped Bret Hart out to the ring one time with what a man. Like, yes. there was a lot of cool, like, the DX band. You mentioned that one before. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of, like, really good live band entrances in, in wrestling that are really fun. Motorhead oh, yeah. bringing Triple H to the ring. Yeah. Twice. Definitely. It's sad. That's how I learned about Motorhead was through was through Triple H's music. <laughs> I learned a lot of pop culture references through wrestling, so. <laughs> That's uh, how I learned everything. Limp Biscuit. Playing Undertaker oh, out. That was hard as fuck. How they, they, he we went in the that? ring and like they like did the homie hug and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking cool, man. Again, the how you said just now, Sam, like the pop culture, like the culture, you the know, like, of the two things. They, yeah. they definitely, yeah. they definitely and, tried. Uh, uh, Fred Durst was even in the game after that. Yes, he's in like he three or whatever it is. Yeah, he's a playable character. Yeah. yeah. He better be a hidden character, though, right? You can't I think just... he was. I think he was a hidden character. Yeah, you ain't just you ain't just getting Fred Durst on the. You got to win some matches before you can, <laughs> or put in this code. <laughs> right, <laughs> Game Shark. Did he also come out to the rolling entrance? He came out to his own music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Jacob does that though. That's yeah. true. He does. Why not? Hell yeah. Yeah, one more entrance, Xavier. I'm I'm gonna stick with Undertaker, Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, that was a really good one. I really enjoyed. And that. And 19 is a good mania. That'll People be mine. Sleep on that the mania. That yeah, mania. that was a great good merging of old and new era of stars. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Because then WrestleMania 20 was where it's born again. So that's like the new era kind of taking yeah. off. Yeah. So 19 was kind of like goodbye to the old guard. Yeah. Same thing. The roster. You know, essentially, like not a, not the roster, but like you know the cards, right? Like it's just different. People from nineteen go fast forward to twenty. You know, they're like main yeah. eventers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the beautiful. depth of the mid card, you know. Yes, it's essential. It is essential. All right, you guys. Uh, another thing that we want to talk about was celebrity appearances at WrestleMania. Uh, I was gonna say I had on my list Snoop Dogg. I wasn't say that one, but we kind of already covered that. Um, so uh, let's go with uh, Mr. T. Uh, Mr. Yeah. T had a boxing match with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania two. Oh, plus he was in the first main event of the first WrestleMania. He's in the first of the- yeah. That's probably even a bigger deal. Probably even a bigger deal. I forgot all about that. Yeah. So Mr. T is a pretty iconic when it comes to WrestleMania. He was in the first two. And what's also funny, people don't remember, he they hosted Saturday Night Live the night before that mania. Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Wow. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they were hosting Saturday Night Live the night before. They weren't in like a ton of sketches, but they were in a few things, you know. That's cool. I'm sure they had a cool, fun opening monologue. Oh, yeah. A couple monologue, I think, a couple things. But, so imagine being out late and then getting to the building at like noon or whatever. Like you're oh, not yeah. getting much sleep. You're barely getting it. Um, they don't. They don't sleep, man. 
they're, just, they're, just doing, they're hitting more of that Tony Khan booger sugar. If you know <laughs> That's what you do. But um, yeah, I remember the boxing match too. That was still a pretty good, uh, you know, again, Mr. T, he took the time to care about wrestling. He talked good about wrestling. He trained. I remember there's some like David Letterman interview with him where he's literally like doing some like ab roller thing, exercise thing during the, during the interview. And David's like, you want to put that down? He's like, no, man, I got to fight a match. I got I to box a guy. Like, he's mad. Like, he's like, Whoa. I need to be here. I need to be working out. So I'm going to keep working out even during this interview. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to stop for five minutes to do an interview. I'm going to stop for five minutes, which you, you don't see that a lot. But, with, you know, no. I think you see that now more. with it, But, like, for a while, wrestlers, celebrities didn't do much to train. And then all of a sudden, you know, now that they understand, they got to take this shit seriously. You know, now you got Bad Bunny doing Canadian Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> Good old bad bunny. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. T is great. His daughter does stand up in Chicago, actually. Uh, Aaron. Bad Shout Bunny's out. daughter does stand up? Or uh, yeah, daughter? Bad Bunny's Bad Bunny's four month old uh does stand up. Uh <laughs> I was gonna say something about my What do they call it? Good bunny? Good bunny good. <laughs> feisty rabbit uh, that's, that's, um no erica clark mr t's daughter uh, is a chicago comedian very very talented uh, oh that's interesting i did not know that yeah his daughter was a comedian she, she's great I've, I've worked with her many times uh i still remember one time oh. my mom came to see me perform she pushes past me goes up to erica and goes, how's your dad doing like just in her face and i'm like erica, I'm so she's like no it's fine i'd rather you erica was like i'd rather your mom ask me than like some fat open micer guy in the <laughs> Erica doesn't beat around the bush at all. So I'm just like, well, all right. Glad my mom didn't piss you off. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Does she have any Mr. T material or does she, she not? Does? Oh, oh, if your dad's Mr. T, that's almost a <laughs> <your> whole act. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yes. I, I don't like want to, I don't want to dress her down either. She has, she has a good balance of father material and other topics as well. But it definitely, it comes up. I mean, how can it not come up? Yeah. yeah. She also has uh, the same haircut. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> she, was, she was at Mania 1. We should, we should get her on just to ask her about, like, what it was like being backstage or something, I'm sure. I'm sure she hasn't asked, answered those questions ever. <laughs> but, you know, we should. We yeah, should. really. I mean, I want to know if she, if people, like, recognize her on the streets as Mr. T's right? <laughs> or if she just lives a regular life, you know, doesn't even, like, get seen in public. <laughs> and then what's funny is there's this comic named Nathan Orton who is who's Randy I, Orton. Yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I'm not I don't I'm not friends with him, but I'm familiar with him. You're familiar with him, right? Yeah. I met I met him like very much in passing. But part of me is like, man, they should do a show around Mania time where both because they're both their dads fought on opposite ends of the of the first main event. But that'd be cool yeah. to have them on the same show. Um, this is not a booking cool. meeting. This is not even a interview anymore. We're just writing. We're just writing down. We're just writing out. Phone. We're trying to pitch. Uh, 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 we'll get we'll get Brooke Hogan, and then we'll have yeah. like Brooke Hogan one roundtable. You know that would be wild. Brooke Hogan, oh. yeah, all the kids of the kids of the main event. Uh, the the kids have a, yeah, we'll get a Teal Piper. We'll get Teal Piper yeah, exactly. And if Paul Orndorff has a child, <laughs> does he does. Have. He has a kid. He has a. He a, does. Yeah. Wow. What does what does that? I don't think he wrestles or anything. He's a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, he might be a civilian. So, well, that makes sense because Paul uh, Paul Orndorff was a mechanic in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it is hell yeah. It is. That was good. That was good. Uh, the Orton gentleman 
makes a cameo in one of the talking shop pay-per-views. Oh, I still want to see those. I don't know where I can see those though. Talking shop mania. I'll get, yeah, yeah, I'll give you my fight, uh, my fight login. I bought them. I bought oh, them. Nice. Oh. oh, they're on fight. That's cool. Yeah, they, yeah, they're on fight TV. They were cheap. It was like ten bucks, twenty bucks. Nice, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're worth a watch. Well, I'm probably not gonna log out of fight because uh, I might forget to log back in. And oh yeah, I'll lose all my GCW. <laughs> <laughs> they should let us share like videos. Like, can you imagine, like, because I bought it, what if I'm like, oh, hey, like, click this. Yeah, and like, charge, like, $2 more, like, a, like, a, like a $2 more a month, and you can share with your friends what, you know, pay-per-views you bought or whatever. Yeah, I wish this, if this laptop was a little bit stronger. I could probably do, like, a watch-along on Zoom or something like that. That'd oh, be man. fun. But yeah. it would just, it would just like, freeze up. That's what it does when I try to share videos. We're having million-dollar videos. I think we could just do, you just, we... Either one device you watch your pay per view, and one device you do your Zoom, and then just tell you guys about it. Yeah. Yes. Million dollars. Oh, man, that was crazy. You missed it. We're all watching at the same time. We'll just sync up and press play at the same time. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a this watch is now a tutorial on how to do a watch along. <laughs> so you go here, and then he stands there. Kids wear. <laughs> kids wear. <laughs> kids gotta wear something. <laughs> Uh, All right, we're talking about celebrities. Pratik, you're next. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with uh, let's see. We already kind of referenced Bad Bunny, um, but I do, I do, I really do want to talk about this. Uh, we're gonna go with Mike Tyson uh, at Mania 14. You know, at a yeah, time when a pick. you had a time, you, you think that we we talked about Austin at, at Mania 13. Mania 14 really was Austin kind of like shot up on Mania 13. But Mania 14 was the coming out party. It, it really was. Because you had you had DX, you had Austin. I just remember Battle of the T-Shirts. I just remember at school for before that Mania, like you had people in Austin T-Shirts. You had people in DX T-Shirts. Everybody had a side. There was no just one big face of that. You had people being like, no, everybody looked Shawn Michaels, blah, 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 blah. And then who's, who's refereeing this monstrosity? Iron Mike Tyson, fresh out of eating fucking Evander Holyfield's ear. Like, you know, again, this merging of pop culture, you had all these guys in this moment, in the fleet center, in Boston, you know, the, the, the skyrocket, just like launch pad of the attitude era. And yeah, it's an iconic moment. And you have, you have, you have Mike Tyson delivering a a right hook to Shawn Michaels. Yes. Shawn Michaels maybe wasn't going to play ball. Allegedly Taker was going to like beat him up if he didn't play ball. (laughs) Yeah. Taker was behind the curtain just seeing if there's a screw job. Are you going to try to take liberties into your own hand, pal? What are you, you going to do? But, uh, you know, everybody... Well, we're not very, very far removed from Montreal. We aren't. No, you're right. It was still yeah, Montreal. It's still, was still, it's still a fresh wound. It was a fresh wound, fresh heel. Everybody was... We, we didn't, A lot of people didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, good good for Austin. Uh, good for... You outside the turn. Good old, good old Mike Tyson did a turn that night. You thought he was going to be pro... DX the whole time, and lo and behold, he turns his back on DX and sides with Austin. You had, you had, oh, a, yeah, he was Austin the whole time. We just didn't know they were fighting each other at a at Raw, like a good swerve for the crowd too. I thought the crowd really ran along with that roller coaster, and it added it added another element to the match. That oh, the outside enforcer, like he's going to take count. Uh, did he do a fast count a little bit? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like it was, I think he did. It was a little bit of a fast count, but all things considered, it was. It was a good. When we talk about spectacle, when we talk about 
people from maybe not the like you know you have you have a lot of casual fans, a lot of casual eyeballs watching Mania, and I think this is a really good example of using a celebrity, but not like making it like you're not taking anybody's spot anybody's spots away. You're using a celebrity, using a pop culture name to add more to the moment, more to the spectacle, make it a bigger thing. Yes, you could just have Sean and Austin without anything. But you added this thing, it played into the story, it went well, it took the audience along for a ride. And I think Mike Tyson, who openly said he was passionate about wrestling, he mentioned, I think he mentioned like Gorgeous George or Bruno San Martino in a lot of interviews leading up to it. So he was promoting the product. He was selling wrestling. He was saying that I'm a fan. He's obviously a member of the combat sports community. People knew who he was. They were talking about him and like fucking everywhere because of the ear biting thing. And I think it was just for that moment, like boom, it was it was a big moment for wrestling. You had a you had a really big summer for wrestling in 1998 because you had that mania moment. Then you had Dennis Rodman and Carmelone fighting for WCW on later in the summer. So it was a big time for a lot of uh, young <laughs> men who were very aggressively beating up their sisters' uh, stuffed animals, and it was a good helpful moment for them in that case. And yeah, so that yeah, that's you're my- right. And also, adult men that were into just sports outside of wrestling. That too, yeah. <laughs> like, what Carmelo owns on pay per view? What's he doing? Yeah, wait, they actually hate each other, ah, you know. So it's yeah. it's to me that was like you. I can go back to that moment. I can remember like reading newspapers about all that shit. So it's it just it it takes you back. You know, some moments take you back, and that's one of them for sure. Hell yeah, yeah. For the time, for the time, for the time, yeah, you know? for the time. In that. In that uh, vein, am I up or I'm just taking the reins? Yeah, go for it. Um, I got to do it. I got to do the take you back moment. Mr. Pete Rose getting tombstoned. Oh, you bastard. That was my next pick. I wanted to. Is that yours? I'm <laughs> no, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Which one are you? Are you picking the OG one from 14? I just, I just have oh. a. I mean, you know, unless Sam has a. Uh... I mean, just yeah, I was say, I just say all of them, man, because yeah, it was just, just so iconic the 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 all the different the San Diego chicken and all these different times. He just he just had this ongoing feud with Kane. It was beautiful. <laughs> it lasted like a bunch of years. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and and it what you know, it's not that there wasn't like a story behind it, but it's like oh, you know, Kane's just beating up Pete Rose, and like as a kid watching WrestleMania, I just wanted to watch Pete Rose get tombstoned. You know what I mean? And it made me feel good. Like, and even like as an adult, I'm just like, man, like that shit was great. Like those were good times, you know? And yeah, it's just silly, you know, but it it was something that just, again, brings you back to like, wow, you know, something so simple. It's a good, like you said, it's that it's, it's a moment. It reminds you what's going on. It's, it's a, it's also, you know, Pete Rose, like, it's funny because when you think of celebrity moments, Usually the celebrity is the face, but this is one of those examples where, no, it's okay to boo the celebrity. Everyone wanted to boo the fuck out of Pete Rose. He was infamous in his time, too, for for all the gambling stuff. And yeah. he wanted to see the rising face of Kane. You know, let me let me take down Pete Rose. You know, Vince is happy. He gets his sports center highlight for the week. You know, uh, it's, 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 it was fun. And like you said, it was a trilogy. They actually had a trilogy of, I think there was four. I don't know if it was... Three or four appearances, but yeah, you had the first one where he's in Boston. I think Pete Rose is insulting the Boston Red Sox. Or something. Yeah, he's insulting the fans, the Red Sox, and then that's when Kane comes out and Kane comes out, and boom. 
then you have the San Diego chicken, uh, uh, and then you have, yeah, then you have him getting, uh, choke slammed at 2000, right? WrestleMania 2000 in Anaheim. And you have, uh, him getting stink face as well. He took, he took a, he took a Kishi stink face, you know. He well. did. He did. I, I love Pete Rose. He's a good sport. <laughs> I love Pete and Rose he's inducted into the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's funny because my mom, my mom is huge. She was huge into baseball. My mom was like, as much into wrestling as I, or as I am into wrestling as she was into baseball. And I remember one day, you know, just casually been like, I'm so glad that Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame now. And she's like, no, he's not. He's banned. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, yeah, he is. No, he is. He is. WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Celebrity wing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a ring. He's got a ring. He's got a ring. He's a Hall of Famer. That's all I have to say is Hall of Famer Pete Rose. That's it. I think JR said on the podcast that he wanted to be paid in cash, which that's that's amazing. Like hell, that's yeah. pretty cool. That is pretty amazing. You know where like, that who, money went? Who demands <laughs> that? You know who says that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He, was, he was a good sport for sure. He's alive, right? I was about to say RIP, but he's he's alive, right? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he has to be. Yeah, no, he has to be alive still. All right. Choke still slams kicking. the hell like a champ. <laughs> He's still... 81. Still kicking. 81? 81. Wow. That's nuts. Still kicking. 81 years old. I wonder if he'll come back. <laughs> never say never, pal. <laughs> I think in this case, you know what? I'm going to root for Pete Rose over Mayor Kane. Over Kane? Yeah. Fuck Kane. <laughs> I always voted for double, Pete Rose. Double turn, baby. I always voted for Pete Rose over Kane. <laughs> Gosh. All right, so I'm going to go back to WrestleMania 11 Ooh. because we had two of the hottest women in, in pop culture uh, at WrestleMania 11. It was supposed to be, I believe, I could have it mixed up, but uh, Pamela, oh no, Jenny McCarthy was supposed to carry or walk Shawn Michaels to the ring and Pamela Anderson was supposed to walk Diesel to the ring. Uh, but then Shawn Michaels was such an asshole that Diesel ended up with both of the women. Ooh-hoo. He had them both. <laughs> that was good times. It was fun, you know, because uh, Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy were just like just at ringside and they just kept showing them on camera. It's like, hey, look, they're still there. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. culture implement, you know. That was a, a it was Pop a, culture. there was a lot of like B level celebrities at that one, I think. At that yeah. one, right? That's the yeah. one where like Jonathan Taylor Thomas is there. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Nicholas Tutura. Hey, PD Blue. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was Lawrence Taylor. Was years. that that one too? Who was Lawrence Taylor that mania too? Yeah, he made a vented against Bam Bam. So they had a whole bunch of NFL players too. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Yeah, but I'm going to say Pamela and Jenny. Pamela and Jenny. Both of whom have, you know, become... When you think about, like, different forms of entertainment, they've done so much. Like, Jen, Jenny McCarthy had a sketch show on MTV back in the day. Like, it's wild, you know? I can't believe she got famous off of Singled Out. Singled Out, yeah. That was a fun show, though. I used to love watching that show. Yeah. I don't remember what it was about. It was just like a game show, like a dating game show. Yeah. I remember. She's also cousins with Melissa McCarthy. Which yeah, is she is. And apparently she doesn't want anything to do with her. Like, she hates her. Um. Yeah, like, I think Melissa said something like she gave me for her first, my first, like, PA job or whatever. But, yeah, I guess because of the vax stuff or whatever, they're not, you know. Oh, is it more recent? I thought it was just, like, Jenny McCarthy was a celebrity back in the day, and she's like, oh, get away from me. 
No, like there was some interview that Melissa gave where she's like, you know, we maybe have lost touch now, but I do want to say that one of my first ever PA jobs I got was because I asked. Okay, my cousin that's good. So for that, some reason, I, I thought, thought there was beef. I thought there was beef there for some. I reason. think there's there might be some beef now. You know, and yeah. I hope you know with family stuff. You know, I hope everything works out, and I hope everyone gets to you know do what they have to do. But uh, no, I think Melissa was very grateful for uh, the first opportunity she got in Hollywood is through Jenny. So you know, I hope they yeah. patch things up and. Um, you know, shout out to Jenny for being a fan of wrestling, you know. Yeah, I'm sure some publicist was like, why do you want to go near wrestling? But she was happy to do it. You know, you think about the stink that wrestling had with other celebrities. I'm like, don't be involved, blah, blah, blah. Especially but, back in those days, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you had all the angry parents and all that shit. So for that, for Jenny McCarthy to do it, kudos to her. For well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas to do it. 95? Like yeah, 95, 96, if I don't, I don't remember. Uh um, and Pamela Anderson, you know, she's gone on, you know, she was, you know, riding the sort of red-blooded male, like, yeah, Baywatch, uh, you know. Um, I'll still remember her for being game for Borat. Like, that's still, like, not a lot of people can put their ego aside to be shoved into a sack by a smelly <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. That's good for her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm next, right? Unless anyone wants to say anything else about Jamie No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm going to go with uh, this might be a little bit of a controversial pick, but I think he was game, and I think he he helped elevate uh, a friend of his. I'm going to go with uh, Rob Gronkowski at for WrestleMania. He appeared twice. He appeared WrestleMania 33 and WrestleMania uh, 30 or 36. Yeah, he believe he he played host to the COVID uh, warehouse from WrestleMania, which, yeah. uh, you know, all things, con- I'll start with 36 real quick. All things considered for that one, like they were under not just like parameters and restrictions based on COVID, but like life parameters. Like they're probably wondering about their family overseas. They got shit they got to deal with. And they were tasked with, hey, you're going to entertain all of the world. Not just like a bunch of, you know, nerdy wrestling fans in their basement tweeting on BuzzFeed. No, no, no. There's very little programming right now. You're entertaining the world right now. So I really do want to say this in all seriousness. I think we all, we can all agree with this. Shout out to anybody who was on the production crew for that mania. The wrestlers trying to go from wrestling in front of arenas to like no fans. Like you can hear a pin drop. You can hear chairs clacking on yep. that mania. It's a wild mania. And for these men, women, whoever to go out there and entertain people who are, you know, lost, confused, and frustrated, and just trying to take their mind off the hell that is about to occur in their lives. My hat's off to everybody. And I have to give Gronkowski that that he hosted both nights. He shows up both nights, uh, does a thing where he jumps off a balcony at that one. I think he jumps off like some sort of scaffolding or balcony onto a, yeah. a, a bunch of guys. You know, there was rumors that he was going to be a full-fledged uh, talent at that point. He didn't. He went back. Yeah, to I thought he was like uh, a la Ronda Rousey. A la Ronda Rousey, but you know what? He is a fan of wrestling. A lot of a lot of athletes, especially a lot of football players. You know, they're inspired by wrestling. He always talks up wrestling. You know, he did what he needed to do for that mania. He came in. He, I think, at that time also he elevated Mojo Raleigh. You know, he's very close to to Mojo, aka Dean Mutabi. That's his real. I guess that's his that's his uh, real name. That's what he goes by now. But I think he elevated Mojo too. I know they're boys, they're friends. I think he elevated him at Mania 33 as well with the 
with the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Moro, which I, I wish they oh, would. Yeah, that's what he did. I was like, what did he do at 33? But you're right. He helped the, Mojo win the Battle Royal. Win the Battle Royal. Uh, made made Jinder look like a really bad, big, bad heel, which led to Jinder's uh, later uh, takedown of the title as well, because that's the year right after that Mania 33, Jinder takes the title of Backlash. So that Battle Royal did two things very well. It got Mojo over. I wish they offered him like a contendership or something like that should be part of the prize, in my personal opinion. But I think that moment, that ESPN highlight, it, it it worked for them. You know, it was great. You know, both of them got to come into the ring. It was a great moment. You know, <laughs> what's funny about Gronkowski is a lot of people don't know when he jumps the guardrail at 33, their actual WWE security guard comes over thinking it's a fan. And he actually gets like stopped for a second. Like he's getting shoved and someone has to whisper like, no, he's real. Come on, this is real. So it's, it's a cute <laughs> wow. little backstage, a little like BTS. Like go back and watch that battle royal and you'll see. But yeah, again, Gronkowski was a champ. He came in, did what he needed to do. He served his purposes. He didn't really, and again, he didn't take the spot away from any any wrestler. And Kenny just came in and enhanced talent, made talent feel good, made talent be more seen, you know, yeah, gave them the yeah. exposure that they needed. So to me, it's another great moment. And but you're right, moment, though. They didn't, they didn't moment that people don't away. talk about. You know, yeah. They they like created spots for him. Exactly. That's awesome. I didn't realize though. Uh, I never thought of it like that. The way you said how uh, his thirty three Rumble or Battle Royal appearance it elevated uh, Gender a lot too because it kind of got Gender over. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, it just did. It it did wonders for what they could do. I wish Mojo, aka Dean, had a better you know go at things, but for the time, I think it was a good good moment for him. You know feather in his cap Hell yeah. yeah that's the multifaceted rub where everybody benefits multiple you know talent you know the espn rub all of it you know it's all great marketing it's it's a it's a propeller if you use it you know and in this case yeah it definitely helped a lot of people shame we never got to see a full a full time you know or even like a part-time gronkowski but you know, things work out how they work out. So they work out. They yeah, work he was out. probably he was probably way too busy. Maybe when he actually because he's so. still in the league, so I'm sure when he actually retires, maybe. He'll oh, come is back. he? I thought he retired. I think oh, he's he retired. Oh, he did retire. Yeah, okay. I think. Hey, I think don't take retired, me for face value, though. I think he retired around the time of WrestleMania 36. Interesting. I thought he came back though to Tampa for the years that Tom Brady was on Tampa Bay. I maybe was, I don't know. I didn't follow that well, so maybe I think he did did come back then. Or now we're talking about Tom Brady. Who knows? Yeah, because I think he played one season with Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, the one that led the Super Bowl that preceded thirty-seven, the one in Tampa Bay, the big like, oh, now they're back, and like COVID is still going on, but we're still opening things up. Like I believe, yeah, he came back to play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. So it was like, hey, okay. the Patriots reunion. But I believe, yeah, if he's if he, so maybe maybe now he's retired. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll call our friends at you know uh, football street wrestling gimmick street football. <laughs> they can they, they can answer our question. Our what if there's a bizarro? What if there's like a multiverse of podcasts and there's another? It's called gimmick street football and it's just like football versions of all of us. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be incredible! I love that. He is retired, by the way. Second okay. retirement, twenty twenty one. retirement. He came well, back for for Tom Brady. Don't blame him. And then, uh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I'd probably do anything that Tom Brady asked me to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 pal. He also hey, sounds hey, like me. Hey, pal. Hey, you want to throw the pigskin around one more time? <laughs> fucking 30 million. million. 
I know, right? You want $30 million? You want, yeah, you want $30 million? It doesn't matter if we suck or not. <laughs> Fucking A. But I figure he's busy as fuck just being uh, Gronk, you know? Oh, I'm yeah. Sure he's in, I'm sure he's in demand is just being himself. <laughs> he's got it. Yeah. He doesn't need WWE. Logan Paul doesn't need either. I'm, just, I'm surprised Logan Paul, like, is there as a, as a contracted superstar. Yeah. It's a little perplexing. It's a little weird. Maybe maybe he likes it. I don't even know if he's like a wrestling fan. Honestly, I don't know. I, don't know I think the I think there was something Pat McAfee talked about with Seth Rollins where he's like, yeah, he's not. He, Seth Rollins was basically giving Pat McAfee credits and like, you're a wrestling fan. You're passionate. Yeah. No, no. You, this, this was the Miz. Unless he did it. Unless he did it twice. But I saw him do it with the Miz on Miz TV. And he was like, you know, this is our dream. It's not his dream. He's just your friend. Yeah, that's, but you're right. That's basically what he said. So maybe yeah. he did an interview and maybe he did it in person too. So good for him. Good for Seth Rollins to call out. You know, again, it seems like Seth, not to talk about this year's mania, but like Seth is more of the face and Logan's the heel for this match. And it'll, it'll be interesting. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what they're going to do for that. Right. I'm excited as well. I'm excited as well. Do we have more celebrities? I got one more. Yeah, go for it. I don't know if I'm up, but fuck it, right? Our rules. Oh, you're up, you're up, baby. What was your last one? Pack McAfee? Me? No. <laughs> no, it is you because uh Pratik's a Gronk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna keep it metal for all my uh heavy metal yeah. people oh, and yeah. people people uh come on. Let's. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. WrestleMania two accompanying the British Bulldogs. Oh, he did? I was wondering what he did. He did. He did. The year was what? 1986? Yeah. Wow. So. I don't remember this at all. Did he get involved? No, he was just talking shit. Oh, man. (laughs) He should have like pointed at him and the lightning should have like came out of his fingers or something. Just blood and shit. No, he was just at ringside like just being kooky, you know, but. That's cool. But, you know, I don't know. That that was a good memory, and I actually saw somewhere recently where he saw himself and like it's like I didn't even remember that, you know what I mean? Like, wow, me? he like, was probably yeah, on dude. drugs the whole time or something. I don't oh, know. he was probably sloshed, man, back then. And then uh, we had Alice Cooper at WrestleMania Seven, I think. Oh yeah, we did have Alice Cooper. Jake's corner, yeah, Jake just yeah. was that seven or three? I don't remember now. I want to say it was I seven. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember. I yeah, Alice Cooper. You know, actually, WrestleMania three might sound better. It was WrestleMania three. There you go. WrestleMania three, so cool, man. Yeah, such yeah. a cool moment. And so another cool. thing, people don't know. I always thought the NFL battle, NFL WWF battle royal, closed out the Rosemont Horizon shows, but no, it was the British Bulldogs versus the Dream Team that closed them. This was the main event. Of the Chicago uh, Mania that year, because there were oh, that's right, it was in three places. That was the three part. That was the three city simulcast. You had yeah. had the L.A. Coliseum, you had the Nassau Coliseum, and you had Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. You know, I should look more into that because I'm interested now to see like what order the cities went in and what what headlined what. You know, I I yeah, I, I do want to do a rewatch of that. I know we talked about maybe maybe if for those of you who are already listening to this out there. Maybe we decide, but yeah, I would like to do a rewatch of some of WrestleMania too. There's a lot of really Easter egg matches on this card. There's like Mula, or not Mula, excuse me. May Young has a match on there. Or no, it was Mula, excuse me. It was <laughs> it was Mula. Uh, the controversial, 
Uh, Moolah has a match on there. Um, Andre the Giant wins the battle. You had a, oh, Ricky Steamboat's on this card too. Interesting. The Funk Brothers were also on this card. Hell yeah. Is uh, I I think uh, I think Dory Funk Jr. was called Haas Funk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good times. There's a lot of uh, yeah. I encourage people. It's an often often forgotten about Mania WrestleMania too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that big boxing match. Yes, and the the big blue steel cage. (laughs) Yes. Well, if we're gonna get into these uh, these forgotten WrestleMania, speaking of forgotten matches, we're into this. We we gotta get into this. So, uh, another thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, WrestleMania matches that uh, weren't so memorable because everybody everybody does the memorable ones, you know, and we wanted to do the ones that weren't so memorable. And my the first one that I'm gonna pick, you guys, uh, one of my favorite ones, my favorite WrestleMania of all time is WrestleMania eight. Okay. And this also kind of ties in with a celebrity because uh it was the the host of Family Feud, Ray Combs. He uh he was introing it was a 10-man tag. It was just a bunch of jobbers. It was like the nasty boys and the big boss man and and Jimmy Snook. I had the whole list here, but whatever. And he was just like roasting everybody, and it was just like that I, when I was a kid, I just loved that. That was so fun. That was so funny, and I love Family Feud. So seeing him was cool, and uh, so that match always like just warms my heart because of that moment, and then just those Take guys, that time, the time and the place, you know. Oh yeah, it's great. Who um, was it? I have it on my phone. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It was sorry, uh, but it was. Big Boss Man, Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan on the babyface side. And the heels were the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, the Repo Man with Jimmy Hart. The Repo wow. Man. The it was Repo. eight-man tag for WrestleMania 8. That makes sense. Ah, eight-man tag. Timeless. Just the, that, that group of characters. Right, exactly, because they're all like the character characters, you know? Oh yeah, the gimmicks, cartoon, yeah, the yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precursor to the Mania X Seven gimmick battle royal. <laughs> yes, which, yeah. which in my homeworks I saw multiple times that it was in one of the worst, you know, matches groupings. I don't think it was the worst. No, right? yeah, that's why I didn't want to. I said I, that it was. I want to bring it up, but in reverence that it was to me, it was spectacle, and yeah. and, it, and it was a on a card that had so much. You know, like new, you know, X7 was sort of like a, you know, a foray into modern era, you know, a celebration of the Attitude Era. The gimmick Battle Royal was a way to celebrate the past, you know, which is what yeah, it was so nostalgic. And I'm yeah, sure, you know, good. it's not going to be a five star classic, but of like, of course not. The it story literally... of it and just like the nostalgia of it makes it, you know, makes up for the work rate. It was the, and it was in the perfect position. It was right after the TLC2 match, which is yep. what else could fall. It has right, to be. A yeah. Yeah, it was a let me up too. You know, if we're gonna be yeah. real, I'm sure people are getting popcorn and shit. You know, trying exactly. to be. Uh, it's something you can miss if you need to. Absolutely. Need to, yeah. And it's yeah. also the entrances took way longer. The actual battle royal, I think, was like a minute or yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all the entrances were, you know, way. Showcase for that. And it was a way to celebrate the old school guys. 
Yeah, it was cool. So whoever made a bunch of lists or whoever put it on all these It's on like every list. It really is. I really it don't really understand. Was, wasn't it? Yeah. I really don't it understand. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I was and, like, I was so shaking my fist every time I saw it. I was like, you bastards. Right? That's, That's my favorite mania. I'll go yeah. on record. 17 to me, top to bottom. It was a delicious. No bad match. It's so great. I love the way it all. I know Jericho, If you're uh, apparently Jericho does not like his William Regal opener. I thought it was a great way to open the show. I didn't yeah, see it. it was killer. And Great you know, at the time, I was a Jericho guy, like heavy. So face yeah. Jericho, if you think about it, too. <laughs> yeah, and was he IC champion or was it? Yes, it was IC for IC. Yeah, come on. Great yeah. way to elevate the belt too, because it had so much story with the peeing and the tea or whatever. Which oh. is tea? That shit was great, man. That so was. was this? This was parallel to the whole. They had a backlash match too, didn't they? With, with the, the Queen oh, Duchess, the Duchess, the Queen, the Duchess of Queensberry. Yeah, 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 that whole feud was was great. Amazing. Yeah, that was both, the Dutch so. of Queensbury was great just because he kept changing the rules. Yeah, <laughs> that backlash is really good. I I wish I could. Have, I I think I'd fallen out of. It's funny, like Austin turning heel, like kind of took me out of wrestling for a little bit. But I wish I'd gone to that. Oh, and backlash sold out. That's why I couldn't go to that. But that backlash is really good too. I oh, that was in Chicago too. That was the two out of three. No, it was just. It was like a thirty-minute submission match between Angle and Benoit. Angle, Benoit. Oh, oh yeah, something off man. the Titantron or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's a for a backlash. It's like yeah. it's like this is a super card backlash. It might be the best backlash ever. <laughs> it might. That was like peak for me, right? Like two thousand, two thousand one. That whole string, like I feel like two thousand one, they were just like on on fire. fire. Yeah, all those yeah. dude. I really wish I'd seen some of that stuff. Like, oh yeah, peak backlash, peak X seven, heel Austin. It was heel, peak heel Austin, peak, peak heel Austin, peak heel Austin. You know, <laughs> that's his biggest regret in wrestling is putting heel. It kind of, I night. mean, he, he has every right. Honestly, there I was love, that. Uh, I love when he talks about it. He goes, "If I could do that night over again, when he has that beer, I would respond would to him by it. saying, look for the stunner.' Yeah." Yeah. You know, it, like, it, crowd would have been like, what? Oh, oh man, God. if he was done Vince in that moment, that would have been yeah. crazy. And, again, I think what – what we've mentioned this before on this podcast. Another thing that hurt the heel Austin turn is you, you didn't have a name like The Rock to keep fighting him. Rock left, literally. Yeah, yeah. If The Rock stayed, oh, man, we should have gotten a three-pay-per-view three, few, three pay per -view feud out of that. No reason to burn that out on a steel cage the next night. No, keep that going. But you know, we need we needed the Scorpion King. <laughs> How long was Austin heel? Do you guys remember? Because I'm also remembering when he turned heel during the Alliance, and that was not that much long. Like that was not that. Yeah, much he became that. face for like two nights when when the invasion happened. There was like that raw where he comes back with a pool cue and starts hitting everybody. He's like. Yeah, I'm gonna fight for Team WWE. Oh, that was when Vince Man wanted the old Stone Cold. Old. Who wants to see Austin give me a stunner? I want the old Stone Cold. I want the old, the old Stone. Cold. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he became face again, and then he turned. <laughs> then heel he became again face again. The and then Rick Flair. I'm over Peter. here thinking, like, why did he turn heel the second time when the first one didn't work? Yeah. It know. just kept going back. It's and like forth. it was almost worse. You know? And he's doing those comedy skits with the guitar, which I mean, looking back now, they're hilarious. Oh yeah, with angle. But at the time, yeah. I didn't find him funny. I didn't That's get it. He broke his neck. Well, he had a broken neck, and so they're trying to yeah. find ways to keep him on TV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was hurt. And while and we're at angle, had that little tiny cowboy hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a longevity factor too. 
because he was hurt and his body was beat up. So for shits and gigs, let's say he doesn't turn heel. How long would his body hold up? Hold up. You know, staying face. And, you know, at that point, they were still 300 days a year on the road. Yeah. Plus, like, Saturdays, you do, like, a double matinee. Like, they would do two shows Saturday because they had the matinee show at three. Uh, Especially, like, you know, there's the big tour right after Mania. And then there's another around Christmas time. They'll do double shows for the kids. Like, man, that's not easy. You have to wrestle twice in one day. And it's not like you're, hey, we're wrestling in Philadelphia. And then we got it. No, it's Philadelphia, the Jersey that night. Like, Jesus. You got to Drive no and no extra flight. No, there's no private bus. No, you're driving a rental car with lock knees for four hours. Yeah, that shit was brutal. So eh, it could have gone any other way, but oh yeah. I think we're uh okay, so we did we did forgettable matches. The the I'm gonna go with uh I, we, we had Butterbean on the celebrity list, but I figured I'll just talk about the moment of the, the Brawl for All final at Mania Ooh. 15. <laughs> what a final. Which, uh, first off, the Brawl for I encourage, if, if anyone out there listening has not watched the Dark Side of the Ring about the Brawl for All, that captures the entire program of it, and, and it's perfect. Like yeah, It was good. You know what's going on there, why they're doing it. Um, you have the star Bart Gunn who just, you know, he... He kicked the shit out of Dr. Death, Steve Williams. He won the tournament. They don't know what to do with them. Oh, we'll put him with Butterbean. We'll get that ESPN moment with uh, with Butterbean, a.k.a. the star of Jackass movie, the movie. <laughs> it's so great. There was some, I think, a, the guy, that Hannibal, the wrestler Hannibal, who has those shoot interviews, he had Butterbean on. He said, yeah, the two things I get asked about the most are Jackass and WWE. WWE, hey. I didn't nah, know Butterbean nah. was on Jackass. Not his yeah, whole was, fucking career. His whole career is summed up in two <laughs> things. Mania and uh, the WrestleMania 15 match. Brawl for you All. You know what's five. funny is uh, they did a Dark Side of the Ring on Brawl for All, I think. There is, yeah. And Butterbean yeah, yeah. was on it, and he said, oh, yeah, they told me to punish him. Yeah. I feel no, like, no, we don't pun- we're not going to punish him. We're not punishing him. But it means like, no, yeah, they, they told me to punish, punish him. him. Yeah. Yeah, they told me that. <laughs> He literally said, like, this man's not going to get up if I give him one punch. Yeah, it's – I remember watching 15 on Scrambled Pay-Per-View, and I remember what – I did. this match I missed, so I watched it on the replay on the Scrambled Pay-Per-View. I remember my – remember as soon as – my dad's like, okay, you can watch one more match and you have to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I watch the Brawl for All Final. And that ends! It ends in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. And he's like, see, it's done. He's on the bad scramble pay-per-view to, so to go back to Xavier your point about you remember I, I will think about the time the going back in time with that match and literally yeah it ends in 15 seconds you have fucking just boom and I'm like <laughs> and I just I'm like yeah why is boxing on wrestling I remember being like this is wrestling not boxing why why is this on there like it made me reevaluate <laughs> it was an existential moment of why is boxing on a fucking wrestling pay-per-view what is this um <laughs> But yeah, it was, you know, I feel bad for Barkun because he didn't do anything wrong and he got punished. He got punished for being good. He got punished for getting over by himself. Yeah. By himself, which, you know, yeah. poor, what, what is this? What is the 2000? What is this currently? Sami Zayn's career? What's going on? Like, what <laughs> um, uh, another thing, this is also a lot of people don't know this is Gorilla Monsoon's final appearance on, on WWF TV. He passed wow. away six months later. He was the 
they had like a lot of special judges for this final. They had people who were going to, because they thought it would be a longer <laughs> fight. So literally <laughs> there oh, were judges, mind. guest ring. And I think judge Mills Lane was the judge for this, uh, or the, the ref for this boxing match. But yeah. Gorilla Monsoon showed up, got a very nice pop from the crowd. I think he passed away six, seven months later. So yeah, it was oh, the last that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, Butterbean got to whoop some ass and, you know, good for him. Sorry to Bart Gunn, you know, and I think yeah. the dark side talks about Bart Gunn trying to face him again in Japan or something, but it just didn't happen. But yeah, I would have, I would have liked to have seen a redemption match for him, whether, whatever in like all Japan or wherever, just something. I think he deserved it. You know? I feel like there's no shame in, you know, getting knocked out by Butterbean. Yeah. I mean, apparently he does, you know, people made fun of him all these years, whatever, you know, he probably feels bad about it, but I mean, dude, he beat a bunch of big dudes. And he got knocked out by the biggest dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's still alive. He lived to tell the tale. He wasn't expected to go past the first round, you know. He was kind of in there as like a as a jobber kind of, you know, to make uh, the Godfather or Hardcore Holly or somebody look good. Yeah, wasn't his first match with Hard he beat the fuck out of Hardcore Holly in the first round. Like that's he wild. like he beat like Bradshaw, the Godfather. Bradshaw, Holly, uh, Steve Dr. Death, Steve Williams, all yeah. those. Yeah, he did like all these big, tough favorites, scary guys that we'd be like, oh, like, and he just whooped them like with ease, just like boom, 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 boom. Oh man, that killed Doctor Death's career. Oh yeah, it was apparently Brawl for All was like it was supposed to be his coming out party. Yeah, yeah, Jim Cornette. I think he famously runs up to Vince Russo and says, "You just cost this company two million dollars." I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I know why he cares so much about. Money that he doesn't get, you know. Yeah, but he's Jim's. Jim's passion for the industry is. I don't. I don't knock it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have to head out, guys. This is we, we went a little longer than we. Yeah, we actually went pretty pretty. Uh, I'm just tangent long. episode. Sorry, <laughs> it y'all. really is. It really is. It was a lot of fun though. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it, it you know we're talking about memories, this traveling back in time, and invokes memories of our childhood. And to me, that's what wrestling. It's again, it's a great art form. It's one of the last American art forms out there. And I hope people continue to find their love of wrestling, rediscover it, and hopefully everybody has a good mania mania week. It's not even a weekend anymore. It's a fucking. It's like spring break now. It's a whole week. <laughs> wrestling all week, dude. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Joey Janela's spring break mania weekend. Joey Janela versus Kota Ibushi. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be wild. That's <laughs> wild. I need to add that. I'll to check that list. out. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, at, I'm adding that to my list of uh, shit I need to watch. Get, this your, week. Fight, get your Fight Plus membership week free. Fire up that Fight TV. <laughs> yeah, week free. Oh. Get a week free trial for Fight and get all those shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You started right at the week. <laughs> yeah. Started like right on a Thursday. Yeah. Right on Thursday. That's, That's smart. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's dope. It's, you'll love it. You'll love Fight Plus. It's really cool. Hell yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, wait, did we all get a match in? Did you get your match in, Xavier? I didn't notice. I didn't, but I'll go quick since Pratik's got to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 28. We had Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus mm. in a caca squash match. It was terrible. I was there. I attended with my friends. The year was 2012. We were watching a shit ton of Ring of Honor and we wanted to see the American Dragon and all his glory, right? In WrestleMania. <laughs> we didn't, and we were fucking pissed. Wasn't it a world title match, too? It was a world like title. Like, Sheamus won the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. Like, the, and then the he Rumble won the world title in like a minute, not even a minute. Yeah. Like one he bro kicked him, and 
That was it. But wasn't he kissing AJ Lee or yeah. something? Yes, yes, yes he was kissing AJ. Turns around, bro, kick, good night, and we, we, our jaws literally dropped. Like my, my, you know, my group of friends were just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" You know, so. But was in a the way, arena pissed? In a way, though, yeah. that started the yes movement because the backlash from that that made him more. Made there you him go. Like, his fans kind of a little more rabid towards like for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were vocal. That really made people angry, and a lot of people were really vocal about supporting him after that. It's true. And the story is that, like, Seamus also, like, allegedly, when he found out it was going to be a quick finish, he's like, the crowd's going to turn on. Like, he openly is telling producers and management, the crowd's going to turn on me. This is not a good idea. Like, this is going to make people hate me for you. So, like, even Seamus knew that this was not going to be a good decision. Yeah, it definitely it stole the uh, the air out of all of us. I bet that's crazy. I, I just remember that. that as soon as Seamus won, he goes to like these fans and they have like the Irish flag and they kind of drape him. Like, so there's like a couple people in the front row, they're like, yeah, 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 but you can tell. And I'm like, that's why I asked you, like, the rest of the arena is not draping any flags or anyway. There, there, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Luckily, Seamus found the three Irish guys that would like him, but everybody right? you knew where they like, were yeah, before the match. I focused on the people who were laughing, I'll focus on anybody else because fuck that. Are, yeah, I imagine that arena was not there for that. They were like, yeah. uh, can we get the rock out like now? Everybody... <laughs> get Punk and Jericho out here, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. that yeah, that was a fun good, good card, good card. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good card. Definitely was. Definitely was. All right, you guys, let's plug social media and get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of here. Uh, you can find me, PratikComedy.com. I will be performing in L.A. during Mania Weekend. So if you're in town for Mania Weekend, come check me out. PratikComedy.com, at PratikComedy on Instagram, P-R-A-T-E-E-K. Uh, and support this podcast as well. Support all these guys. And let's have a happy Mania Week, everybody. Boom. Hell yeah. Boom! You can find me, Xavier, on Instagram at Lord Xavier. You can find me on Twitter at Xavier Venom. Smash that link tree for all my music and this podcast. My band Leveled will be playing Florida Rules Festival, Tampa, Florida, twenty fourth. Starts all day. Thirty bands. Tickets are available. First thing on my link tree. Support everybody. Hell yeah! That's awesome. Uh, congratulations on that gig. Uh, you can find me at Funky San Medina across the board. Uh, just, you know, all the fun places. Just go look up at Funky San Medina. And, uh, yeah, I'll be doing some fun shows in April. So look me up and uh, check out some of those. And everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. Hell yeah, you guys. Hell yeah. WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend.